to another episode of In the Spotlight. Today, my special guest is Hannes van der Berg. Hannes is a friend that I know from university and is a tick bite fever survivor, as I would like to call it. Hannes is here today to tell you about his story, what happened to him just a short while ago, and how that has changed his life and how he is dealing with that challenge that he had. Hannes, thank you so much for um, agreeing to tell your story and to speak to me today. It is so nice to see you. Hi, little. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure being here, and I'm looking forward to our chat. <laughs> thank you so much. So, Hannes, tell us your story. I think it was roughly, is it 18 months ago, two years ago, that you got ill, very seriously ill? Um, yes, uh, Liesl, I... I try to remember early on today, but it's, you know, it's sometimes difficult to remember dates of stuff and things that you don't actually want to remember. Yeah. But it was in 2021 um, that I became very ill um, at the end of August. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staying alone. So, and the bachelor that I am and the man that I am, do not like doctors at all so uh, <laughs> i did wait a couple of days before feeling so so bad that um that i've decided to go to the doctor um but because we were in the middle of COVID, um and please this is not something against any medical worker but the the globe and the whole population of the earth was uh, consumed by COVID and, and, and every doctor as well. Mm. So they misdiagnosed me as not having COVID, um, came back with a handful of pills. Uh, that was a Saturday. I then went again on a Tuesday to a different doctor because I was not getting better. And then again, another handful of pills. Um, Yes, and the Wednesday, my uh, I was still working on that Monday and that Tuesday, but I cannot remember what I did. Apparently, I drove my ten-ton lorry somewhere, which was you know I cannot remember. But uh, um, uh, that that Wednesday, I just went and lied down on my bed and told my 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 housekeeper that. You know, if somebody's looking for me, um, I'm in the room. So, um, sorry, just came... for some background, you 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 live on a farm, aren't you? You are you are, you yeah. you are on a farm. You don't have loads of people around you, and and just what 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 was wrong? What did you feel? What was what 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 was wrong with you? Why did you go to the doctor? I was just, I was just feeling extremely weak and um, typical COVID symptoms mm, uh, mm. and weak uh, headaches. Um, cannot lift up your head, basically, you know, you are just extremely weak. So I did go and lie down on the bed in the morning, which is not my normal procedure. And, and, and yeah, my housekeeper came to me, what an angel, Annie. And um, I was getting uh, seizures. So my body, whole body went into seizure and, and oh, I was passed out by then. Wow. Um, she immediately contacted my neighbors 
who then came um, and, and, and chased to the closest doctor, which is in Lagerbrand, a small little town here in the Eastern Free State in South Africa. And yes, there the doctor stabilized me and um, I was then uh, transported to, to, to Medi Clinic in Bluefontein. Uh, um, and very thankful, uh, the doctor that actually saw me first, um, just to go a step, a step backwards, nobody knew what, what is happening to me at that stage. Mm. And he just took a chance. Uh, I'm sure it was out of a good experience. Um, he saw something 10, 20 years ago. I don't know, but he guessed it right. And he uh, treated me for, for, for tick bite fever. Mm. Um, yes, uh, I, was, I was in ICU for, for almost four weeks. Um, wow. And I didn't know I didn't know anything about it when I when I woke up. Um, my brother and my mother were standing next to my bed, and he was asking me, "How long do you think you've been in hospital?" And my answer was, um, "I think about three days." So, um, and in the meantime, I was just short of four four weeks wow. in ICU. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember anything. Uh, I just remember. Having nightmares, uh, but that can be because of the medication as well. Um, uh, and then, because of the tick bite fever, my my whole body went into shock, into septic shock. Septic shock means that uh, all your organs basically comes to a standstill. Mm -hmm. Your lungs, your liver, your kidney, your yeah, everything goes to a standstill. And uh, because of that, uh, my body, then uh, all my fingers and my legs got gangrene because of the blood flow that didn't go to the points of my limbs. Um, yes, so I woke up and uh, the doctor said to me, okay, we've got good news. Um, you are still alive because apparently I was dead twice and I came back. He said to me, okay, very good, you're alive, but you are going in for... Uh, two amputations or four. Um, they did both of my legs and then both of my hands in the in the same op, two specialists. Um, yes, and then I came out of hospital. Uh, they did ask me, but not really because I didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> they said to me, uh, you can either die or we amputate you. Yeah. And, and you are in such a haze. How did you feel? I mean, what did you think at that point? Uh, you are, you are, I think I think the best feeling you are numb. You are yeah. you, know, you, yeah. you are it is a, it is it is um almost like if people have been shot at and you ask them how did you feel, you know, they never they, they never feel the shot itself. They will maybe feel the pain afterwards, but they don't feel that mm. that pain with the when the bullet enters mm. the body. I think, yeah. I think I was numb. I was. I was just uh, so much to comprehend. Exactly. Yes. Um, and obviously, um, I did go into the op and uh, lost my two <clears throat> my two legs. Um, lucky enough, below the knee, because um, there's a massive difference between 
below the knee and above the knee. Mm. Uh, a human being's knee is a very complicated piece of equipment, and to replace this with a with with with, uh, with prosthetics is, is 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 just making everything more complex. Um, so I was lucky in that regard that uh, I was amputated below the knee, and then um, I was lucky enough once again that I have some fingers left. Can I show it to you? Yes, please. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the people yeah. listening got an, an audio. Um, okay, yeah. yeah well, it's the first, um, what do you call it? <laughs> the top of your fingers. <laughs> yes, um, and lucky enough, I mean, there are so many things to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. I've got my thumbs, both of them still. Um, and then I've got, well, my left hand is a bit more severe. And then right hand, you know, I've got some fingers. Mm. So, and then my journey started uh, to recover. Um, and that was, oh my word. For me, that was quite traumatic to lie in hospital for then three months. Yeah. Cheated every day. I mean, my, my, my fingers were, they were raw, raw basically, have to be sanitized every day. Do my exercises. Um, yeah, that for me was was quite traumatic and long. You know, to to, to stay in hospital is not the most ideal room in the world. I think. <laughs> so, no, indeed. And then, um, yeah, after my uh, and the funny thing is, you and I mean, I've got the most respect for. I mean, there was a whole team of doctors looking after me and nurses, and fissures, and occupational therapists. I think there was a group of 10 people looking after me. And in that regard, I'm extremely thankful. Mm -hmm. Very, very professional. Know exactly what they did. Um, kept me alive. <laughs> and um, so, so for that, I will be ever, ever thankful. Anyway, um, after uh, the point I was trying to make is, and then every day my doctor will come in and I will ask him, how long? I will be like a small child on his way to Cape Town. How long still? How long still? Yeah. Okay. And then he will tell me, I can't say. We have to see how your body reacts before I can um, give you the permission to leave. So that was, yeah, that was about two, three weeks where I was thinking I'm going out and it was still going on for another two or three weeks. And that can be mentally must have been very challenging. Oh, you know, when you think, oh, just one more week and then you get to the end of that week, you know, sorry, another week. Just yeah. not knowing how long before you can go home and. Exactly. But, um, uh, and then after that, I had to go to, they call it a step down mm. facility where again, uh, fissures, occupational therapists, they, they try and, teach you how to um, accommodate yourself when you are going back home. Um, so they, all kinds of funny things. And it's like an army camp almost <laughs> because they have to make your arms strong. They have to teach you things, how, how to use the toilet, how to use a bath, yeah. how, to, how to eat, how to mm -hmm. whatever. Like all those things that you think is uh, natural. 
you were in your forties and now suddenly it's almost like you have to learn to walk again. You know, you had to learn how to do certain basic things, how to write with fingers who are now shorter, how, how to do everything. You know, it's for me, it was just mind blowing how, how, how you adjusted that. So when you were in this, um, step down facility did you already then start with profit with um did you already have prosthetics or was it only um later on that you got got them um no the there they basically um tried to um get you to function just with what you have to function to, 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 to be uh, a wheelchair based okay um, uh, yes i mean yeah, if I think back now, unreal. Um, they one day they said to me, "Okay, you're gonna sit on the floor, and you're gonna get onto the wheelchair without any help." And I really thought that an occupational therapist are completely mad. And I thought, you know, it's 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 impossible. It's impossible. But you have to do it because you, as a person that is wheelchair bound, can fall off. They can send up. Something can happen, and uh, today I do it without blinking an eye. You know, it's 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 um, it's funny, but I just I was actually swearing at her, and I said, <laughs> "How do I, I do this?" Cannot <laughs> you cannot expect that from me. So um, anyway, um, and the irony I hated every moment there, but the irony is you're actually uh, in in. in you are treated if you are like in cotton wool, you know, you you can ring a bell and somebody will come and help you. And that day that you arrive back home, which you've been looking forward for so long. is actually it's, quite frightening, I guess, and quite yes. challenging then suddenly having to do everything by yourself. Hmm. Yes. Was it tough? And then getting home, what happened next? I mean, were you literally by yourself? I was, I was very fortunate. Um, my mother is a is a pensioner and she was living with me for three months i think just to look after my basic needs you know make some food <laughs> make coffee i mean i couldn't eat them so she had to you know give me my food on a fork or not it was Aww. it was terrible it was terrible um and and the weight was your your stump needs to shrink until a certain size before they can fit prosthetics onto your stump. So, so I had to wait for my for my stump to to, to shrink, um, and that's basically uh, it's water retention, it's old muscle that needs to shrink away. Uh, it's uh, it's so I had to wait for it, and then um, the beginning of March last year. I got my first uh, prosthetics, okay. and, and uh, you you asked me in when you when you gave me your preparation notes if I can say that <laughs> um, one of the biggest challenges I think it was the constant change. It was so difficult for me to get adjusted to my wheelchair, and at just at that stage where I was getting comfortable in my wheelchair. The next challenge is on my way, and that is my legs. Yeah, mm. uh, and and it was extremely painful to to get onto your legs that first month, I think. Um, and I've got a lot of empathy for people that 
just look at the legs and they just decide not to, to walk. And, you know, it's funny how you get in touch with people in the same situation as you. And there are not many, but I, I, I've got a lot of empathy because it's uncomfortable. You can't walk like you used to. I started walking with a, a walking frame, one of those walking frames, which the very, very old people use. And then move forward one step. Yeah, move forward yeah, one step. Yeah. Then I got used to that, but that was way too slow for me. Um, then I transferred to to to, to crutches. Uh, from two crutches, and I was walking up and down my porch here on the farm, trying to exercise. Yeah, and uh, uh, and then from two crutches to one crutch. Um, but my porch is quite a ideal uh, flat area. It's not it's not built like the streets of Lady Brand type of thing, you know, <laughs> where there's all kinds of up and downs. So um, yes, and I was walking with my one crutch just as a spare wheel because I don't want to fall down if I chip somewhere. I was walking for, with my one crutch for almost a year, and then I've lost my final crutch beginning of this year which I'm wow. proud of yeah I mean I I saw you uh actually what two three weeks ago and um when I was in South Africa and if people didn't know you had prosthetics they wouldn't prosthetic legs they wouldn't you, you wouldn't know you wouldn't notice because you walk so normally um which is just amazing you know and I think that is such amazing thing to show people that in a short period of time what you can what you can do and what you can achieve um because surely that could not have been easy at all i mean how did you feel if i can ask you know i mean how did you feel suddenly realizing you didn't have your legs anymore and suddenly you have to live with this i mean do you still do you feel like you you have learned to live with it now and accept it or is it something that is still quite hard for you? Um, I'm going to, <clears throat> excuse me. Funny enough, how uh, this conversation is taking you back. And uh, I'm sure this is a family program, so I can't swear. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even um, know, but if you have to, you can. <laughs> um, Liesl, I think that first six months, you you go in one of the biggest dips ever because you can't figure out how you will or can contribute to 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 society anymore i mean you you can't even feed yourself how will you be able to contribute to society i mean that's it's 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 hard it's hard not to be so dependent on so many people to do stuff for you. And then secondly, how the hell will you be able to then add value to, to society? That for me was quite, quite see, a big thing. I can thing. see that, that you can feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but funny enough, I'm out of, the, uh, out of that mindset. And it's, it's not something that uh, happened overnight. I think it was more a process. And um, I think the process was, you know, uh, accept yourself uh, mentally and physically. And what happened 
in your past, not just physically, mentally as well and emotionally as well. What you've done to other people, what other people have done to you. I mean, it, 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 accept who you are and at the time you where you are. And, and, and I think uh, we started with by accepting yourself and then without being corny, but but self-love. You have to mm -hmm. you have to love yourself before you can actually contribute and love other people. I'm, I'm sure. I'm I'm quite sure about that theory. And um yes, and, and accept yourself. I mean, there were many days. I don't look at myself and think I've handled it particularly well. Um, I've made lots of mistakes. And and I had many days where I just thought, I cannot do this. I cannot get up. I cannot get into my legs. It's too sore. It's too uncomfortable. I just want to, I want to do nothing. And, and then the next day, forgive yourself about yesterday where you should have done your exercises and then just start exercising again. You know, it's, uh, it, the, there are so many sayings and, and they're all true, but it's. Um, I don't think anybody it, can, can re think exactly and know how they would deal in, in such a challenging situation. And I think that, every person goes through some challenges in their life and some might be more visible for some people than others. And you went from a place where you were a fully abled person to now being, if I can say it in that sense, disabled because you don't have all your limbs anymore fully, but you are fully able again because you learn to live with Definitely. it, deal with it. So you're fully able and it's visible, but many of us go through crises in our lives, which actually also disable us, but it's not visible. And I think what you are actually saying is that message that, you know, accept also those disabilities you basically have to live with, which is either emotionally that you've been scarred in some way, but yeah. make yourself able again, if I can say it again, it's not visible, but it's something within all of us, you know, that we have to you know, we have to work through and we have to deal with. Excuse me, but I, I, I cannot uh, agree with you more. Um, mine is maybe just visible, um, um, but there are so many people with scars emotionally, you know, uh, uh, and and by accepting yourself, I'm not saying that accept the facts. I mean, a fact in my regard, I've got no legs or I'm, I'm missing some fingers, but that is a fact. Or you've got this uh, uh, this this, this uh, character flaw, but face it and then and 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 make peace with it. But not what I'm saying is not make peace with the fact that you've got this character flaw. Face it and try and improve on it. Yeah. You know, but it is in your ability to change if you face the facts. But you have to face the facts to do something about it. And then and love yourself. There's a big difference in being arrogant mm -hmm. and loving yourself the way you are and try and then focus on the things that can improve. Yeah, so, I think the base the base to you, you know, base version of you. Accepting that you are 
unique in a certain way and then you know being the best that you can be because I think that's where it's so inspiring where you are today and I know this is I want to say early days like we're talking 18 months not even two years ago where um, you had the tick bite and this started it's still early I mean I think there's a lot of years still to come in in how you would have to live with this and and deal with this. But for me, it's like you could have still been in that wheelchair. <laughs> you still could have been um, decided I'm giving up. You know, oh, my life is over. I can't contribute to society because that's probably how you felt at the time. You could have decided, you know, this is how I deal with it. It would have been okay, you know, you would have continued with life, but you just decided, no, I'm going to be the best of me and I'm going to do the best with this that I have now and go forward. And to me, that's the inspiration of your story. And even though you're laughing, smiling, because I think you don't feel that way yourself, but... Um, I, but... I do not agree with... I, think, I don't think I'm so inspiring. It was... Oh, my word, I cannot... <laughs> around anymore or I must stop eating myself or you know <laughs> we also again that's what I'm saying it's still probably a work in progress you know but no, no, no. what you've already achieved is you could have my point is you could have still have been in a wheelchair with somebody needing to care for you every day but you decided now I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to look after myself and get back on my feet literally again which you're doing so I saw you, like as I mentioned, just a few weeks ago, and you're driving your own car. You're driving everywhere you want to go. You told me a story of you going on your motorcycle still by yourself solo to Lesotho and somewhere else, and you just do it as if you are, as if nothing changed in your life. You know, that is freaking amazing. Um, and I think you need to acknowledge that to yourself, that that is amazing. And even Thank though you. you might feel, you know, there's still things you have to deal with, also acknowledge and, you know, it, it is inspiring what you've done. So. I must, I must just, uh, <laughs> just a, a funny story uh, that the city trip, um, yes, I, I, I love, uh, I used to, yeah, I will always used to love adventure and going to foreign places, see new places. And, uh, before my amputations, I had a motorbike, and one of my goals were that I want to get into a motorbike again. That was something I, I wanted to do. Um, and I took my my maiden drive into Lesotho, and I've encountered quite a rough batch of, if you can call it a road. It was very, very bumpy. And the funny part was, while I was driving my bike, my one prosthesis got loose and fell off. <laughs> that is something that I never could have imagined. So I was on my bike with one leg, and the only reason, or only way I could stop was uh, by falling off. Um, okay, interesting night. Slept over in a traditional uh, Basutu hut. Uh, met the nicest people. Um, yes, and for me, that is what living is about: adventure, and getting to know new people. Um, and see that there is still some humanity left in the world still. For sure. Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you think is the how do you see the future? Or maybe put it this way, how has life changed for you? Is there anything that has changed your direction on on what you would like to do in future or help anywhere? 
Um, most definitely, Liesl. Um, what I struggle with, and I must admit, I, I, I struggle to... I struggle to associate with 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 people that are sweating the small stuff. <laughs> you know, it's it's. Uh, um, I really think that us as a people make life too complex for ourselves, and 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 don't come with me. Don't come to me with with with. And I'm trying. I'm not trying to be derogative, but yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, there are so many bigger problems in the world than whatever little thing is now disturbing your peace. You know, so so, um, and maybe maybe that definitely changed. Um, I definitely see the future as very very positive, um, extremely positive. I strongly believe in our country. I strongly believe in other people. So I strongly believe in the future. I strongly believe that there will be a good future for my kids still. So, so I want to, I want to contribute to that. Yeah. Um, of course, um, yeah, relationships very, very important to me. You know, um, my kids, Christian and Tia, my mother Erna and my, my brother Quibus, you know, when he started, he started a very, very important role at Deloitte's on that specific day that I was admitted to, to hospital. And I think he drove, in that three months I was in hospital, he drove about 20, 30,000 kilometers, yeah. just up and down, trying to manage the farm, you know, trying to get settled into his new job. Uh, I mean, what a man, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's stuff that you are really thankful for when cometh the man, cometh the moment, cometh the man. Yeah. So, so, and, and my family proved that to me and I'm so, so thankful and proud of them, uh, what they did for me. So, yeah. That's beautiful. And of course, friends, don't forget my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love my friends. So if we just talk a little bit about tick bite fever, I mean, should people be concerned about tick bite fever? The statistics I looked at me shows that, you know, most of all people, it's not, you know, you don't necessarily would, it's, it's, it's hard to let people die from it. But I, it's also quite rare that you have to have amputations. Um, I only could find a woman who had similar something happened to her in America in 2015. Um, so it is quite rare. I think you you are quite special in that way. Um, but if if you have a tick bite and it is identified early enough, I think they say within the first five days and you get treatment, you should be okay and antibiotics can cure it. But in your case, it wasn't it wasn't picked up quickly enough. It was misdiagnosed, I assume, and that led to you starting to basically lose the, the oxygen supply and stuff to your limbs and resulting in gangrene if I understand it right so is there anything that people can keep an eye out on how can you know if you had a tick bite for you a tick bite sorry um I think if you if you start to feel um lethargic um and you start getting this massive headaches um ask your partner your husband your wife your girlfriend your boyfriend just to look on your body, on the parts where you can't look. For instance, 
my bite was on my left shoulder and um and i i never saw i never saw the tick um luckily uh dr top who then diagnosed me saw something on my shoulder and i think that gave him an indication that it can be tick bite but um i will i will i will just keep in mind if you if you work in the outdoor like a farmer or a you know anybody that's working out in the nature in in nature somewhere just be aware of it it can happen it, it can happen but in my case it was very very severe it's it's very very scarce so this should not prevent you to go out and enjoy nature no it's okay. it's just be aware i think i think being aware of it is the best advice i can give and i understand there's a difference between tick bite fever and tick fever because tick fever is quite um it's quite um general it's kind of it, it happens quite a lot of people get tick fever what's the difference is the type of insect that bites you um, uh, the normal tick is that big insect that big black insect that you will normally find on dogs okay and 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 that one is not the dangerous one if you yeah, find we don't have to be worried tick, about them okay well you're gonna you, you you can start to feel bad and you know go to the doctor and get some proper medicine and um yeah you will be maybe in bed for two or three days but um watch out for for the small red little one that's the potent one yeah and 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 be careful and also and i also understand they have to kind of bit you for a long time like they literally keep on biting they basically sit maybe on your body and keep on biting and yes. that's where the danger then happens yes 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 okay. and if you maybe saw it on your arm or on your legs or wherever then uh, obviously you can see it but but yeah yeah in my case i was bitten on my shoulder on the back of my shoulder so I didn't feel the bite. I just uh, felt uh, its consequences. So, yeah. But like I've said, and I'm repeating myself maybe, but be aware, please. Yeah. But it's um, it's it's very, very, very scarce. And, and yeah. I don't want people to be... No, as I say... Africa, you know, this is wild. I feel idea, you need to be in so the news. You need to be in the newspapers, actually, because this is so rare that it happens that, you know, I think you just you were just very unlucky. But for a reason also, I believe, because I think, again, I'm repeating myself, this challenge that you've been through is just a challenge that is visible, but that I believe can can other people can inspire other people and help other people with whatever they are going through. Show that you I have done so. this. Hannes, so. so. um, if there's anybody who wants to get it, um, in touch with you is it okay i'm going to put your social media page of you know pages on on the link but maybe if you can just tell us are you just hannes van Berg on on facebook are you on facebook instagram where are you yes yes i am hannes van den berg with an n berg without an h um, <laughs> yes and i think there's quite a couple of hannes van bergs in south africa <laughs> but yeah if you can send the link I will put the link on the show notes for sure. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you for your time. Um, maybe a last thought, a last thought, a last motivational thought or thing that you might want to share 
I think whatever happened to you in life, um, accept it. Um, and then try and move forward. Although the steps might seem very small, just try and move forward. One small step at a time. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for making the time today and speaking to me. I really appreciate it. And honestly, I I just wish you all the best, you know, for everything you take on. I mean, every day is an amazing adventure, I guess. And I, I just wish you all the best in the future. And I hope it won't be too long before we can come and visit you on the farm. And I'm looking forward to it. And you are <laughs> not making empty promises. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Hannes. And um, I'll hopefully see you soon.